We've got a code. Use code VOLLEYPOD for 20% off almost anything on the Art of Coaching Volleyball website, including premium memberships, coaching resources, and nearly all books. That's VOLLEYPOD, V-O-L-L-E-Y-P-O-D. Use it to save anytime you're on the site. Are you ready to take your volleyball game to the next level? Every week on the VolleyPod, we talk to two top coaches who share their secrets for success on the court. From drills to build skills to strategies for boosting confidence, you won't want to miss this valuable advice. Tune in now and elevate your game today. Good evening and welcome to the VolleyPod. How are you this evening, Todd? Doing well, Davis. What's been happening? Give me a little update. How's your team doing? Team's doing pretty well. We're getting a little better. Um, we moved up to Division One. So D One. When yes. you get the two team in D One, yeah. kids got to be kind of fired up. The kids are stoked, and everyone right. played and stuff. We went three every match. All and, right. You know that's good. Well, that's hey, cool. that's what you want. Yeah, that's absolutely. Want. And they just and we were we were talking a little bit before this pod. You know what? we did better and basically all first contact stuff allowed yeah. us to let the second contact and third contact happen <laughs> they weren't even happening before to to the level that we needed so uh yeah we just well it's a good good reminder you know and once again all your kids play volleyball this is a you know team that is playing in the 16s division in southern california in division one uh which means they're you know talented volleyball players yeah. but it comes down to hey serve the ball in the box and don't get aced right it still comes down to some pretty basic stuff a lot, you know? i swear so true so, so true so it looks like you're on the skill for i'm today. on the skill okay right. so this is a coaching skill okay and it is improve the tempo of your practice oh i like this i've been uh you know roaming around coast a little bit and watching some coaches and one of the things are you know some coaches you know you go in and the tempo is uh you know you can just kind of sniff it when you walk by right mm -hmm. and then other coaches you're sniffing oh what's going on here why is and you know and coaches it's, it's kind of a weird thing too there because you know parents can kind of sit outside and watch some of those outer courts and they don't really come into the gym but you know, we have parents sitting outside watching practice and so they can see it and mm -hmm and i'm sure they can sniff it too so oh, yeah. what are those things we can do as a coach to just add a little bit to that tempo just speed it up a little bit okay so Perfect. once again i have 10 of these things number one okay. plan make sure you have a practice plan pretty simple but okay. be flexible okay like if something's that. not working get out of it and it, it's really different than what i did as a young coach uh and we want to keep the big things the big things and the big things for us is hey we want to make sure this is fun. They're coming into yeah. practice after a day of school. It should be fun. That's a good and it doesn't mean, uh, you know, we're not trying to improve. We want to get better. Right. Those are the two right. things. We yes. want to have fun, but we want to get better. Right. And, uh, but on the other hand, I'm not into grinding. I, I used to be in, oh, we're going to outwork. We're going to grind. And now I'm going to know we're just going to, we're going to be more passionate. We're going to outplay you. We're not going to outwork you. Mm -hmm. uh so the idea that it should be fun and it shouldn't be work work is you know if you hate math work is doing math problems right right you know I not like playing that. volleyball right okay uh number two play to begin practice have yes. some kind of play so and we've talked about this i kind of ad nauseum on the pod 
but they come into practice, the first thing they should do is some kind of play uh, over the net or something that is a game where, hey, it's about volleyball and volleyball's fun. And when you come in, you're reminded of that, that uh, it's a good time to play some little game, some little competition, doesn't need to be long, uh, but that you can contrast that with coming in and me in a whiteboard for 10 minutes. Right. And, right. you know, hey, I think we've all done that and I'm getting, I've moved away from it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, uh, well, I'll give you a couple things that we do. Uh, six on six off speed. Okay. 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 Uh, with elastic. Oh, so two contact, okay. you have to hit it under the elastic. I like So that, yeah. if you're going to bump a ball over or hit an off speed shot, you, you want it over the block, but under the elastic, you don't want it super high. So once again, they're single out in focus. Right. But it's low key and it's off speed Fun. and you know it's it's so uh you have center front row back row you can play two contact and you can play three contact okay uh and then of course we play two on two long court you can play mm -hmm. two contact in that you know we do a lot of two contact beginning of practice because things move faster with it okay so that just starting that you know starting the practice off with some fast tempo play yep my people are touching the ball what do you do speed ball speed ball yeah, yeah. speed ball give them a quick so speed ball, speed ball is just where you instead of uh queen of the court where they you know you have the one side this has two sides and if you win you stay on and if you lose you go back to your side only and then you come on as the serving team right you get a ton of reps so in a it's short faster period. than queen of the court because you don't have to wait for people to run under the net yeah and you so get a ton of reps in a short why you period get better for the tempo yeah perfect absolutely. one for us yeah i love it all right. Number three is probably the most important. If there's only one that I would say would be number three, and that is talk 50% less. Oh, <laughs> the Sean rule, I call this. No, okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so when you meet, if you have a huddle, three max things, and that three is probably too much. One is, is great. 30 seconds max. And if you think of a paradigm, the new one that I have is words cost 50 cents. Oh, interesting. Words cost 50 cents. <laughs> I like that. So every time you come in and you start talking, that cash register starts ringing. <laughs> you got to pay for those words. You better make them meaningful. That's a good Okay. One. Or you're going to pay. Um, you know, I, I was with the coach the other night and this coach was getting into the Socratic method and asking questions, which you think is great. Great way to learn, right? Socratic method. But it was just, you know, the question would be kind of rambling and then the answers were all over the place and then bringing it back. And it's just, you yeah. get in a Socratic method and if it's not super sharp, right. it could take a long time. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Uh, the other one is the idea of good stuff. And, and this coach would meet and have like five good things to say, which were all great. But after that coach said one or two, the next three were lost. Right. And yeah. there was so much time that it took to say all five lost them hey what's the most important thing hey we got a trans let's get yes. back that's a point for every great trans here we go <laughs> yeah yes. or whatever you know uh and then the other one is uh under this talk 50 percent less is uh the gemstone feedback on the fly i love hey that. you don't need to huddle right just give feedback while they're playing right right i like that one and it's funny you know uh, uh, some assistance you know if i'm working and i i start giving feedback on the fly and then the assistants won't put balls in play. I'm like, what are you doing? Get the ball in play. They can listen and play at the right. same time. We're not stopping. Right. You know, we're playing, you know, yes. and they can listen. Uh, and then lastly, no lectures. No lectures. If kids, if the effort level's low, 
you can't lecture. Okay. You need to have relevant consequences established from day one. So, hey, you don't go for a ball. This is going to happen. I'm not going to give you a 10 minute lecture on why it's so important to play for the ball and how you have no heart when you don't go for, I'm not giving you any of that. It's just, Hey, this is what we do. And then we move on. I love that. Uh, yeah. We have to change behavior. So no lectures. Uh, number four, shorten the duration of activities. Uh, all the learning uh, science says it's better learning to do two split up at five minutes than one at 10 minutes. That's interleaving. Interleaving, exactly. Uh, and then secondly on that, keep any block training between two and four minutes. Like so that. I'm not getting rid of block training. I'm just trying to shorten it. Like that, that's really cool, and yep. that's that's hard. I, I, that one's hard for me because I find myself just I have to finish the drill, quote unquote. Yeah, and it's just no, we're just doing it for a couple of quick minutes. We'll here. come back to yeah, it. We'll yeah, that means we got to do it next practice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next, uh, number five, become a challenge point wizard. Okay. And so, one thing that makes your practices lose the tempo is if something is too challenging right so balls are out of play and players get discouraged or something isn't challenging enough and then they just start kind of going through the motions because they're not challenged yes so finding that challenge point that is somewhere between 60 and 80 percent success rate yes is the best coaches are doing that consistently on everything they do i love that and it yeah. used to be 90 95 something like that like they wanted that level of success before they would move on but now I think you're right. It's finding that challenge point, not the perfection. Point. No, no challenge point. And then that'll go up. And then as that goes up, you still keep Raise it raising slightly. the bar, right? Yep. That's cool. Uh, next, we talked about this one. We had a whole episode on it. No long lines. Uh, how much time is there between touches? And being aware of that keeps the tempo high. I'm not going to get into it because we've uh, talked about that one before. Uh, number seven. Use serving go-tos that are a couple minutes in length that can let you kind of get organized between drills with water. Uh, the one we use right now with our 11s, we talked about this three by three. I don't know. I don't think this is on my new ones. Okay. Maybe try it out. And we do it um, with the 11s. We can serve both sides because the ball's not coming that fast. Okay. Right. Uh, so what we do is they need three times three in a row. So they go one, two, three, and then switch sides to the other side, four, five, ah, six, okay. seven, eight, nine. But they have to be in a row. Like and if it. they miss, they have to go touch the end line and run back. Oh, I like that. Okay. And then so That's we cool. go until three people get nine, right? Okay. Get to nine. And if you get to nine first, you keep going. So you might be able to get to 12 or something until three people get there. And then you have a simple score from, let's say, you know, anywhere from maybe 11 or 12 all the way down to one. Right. Oh, that's cool. I like it. It takes I about like two it. minutes. Okay. Uh, the other one we do is simple two minutes in a row under elastic. I like that. Right. Yes. Serve and chase or serve on your side or how many can you get in a row under the elastic? I love simple. this. Yeah. Uh, next one. Number nine. Oh, uh, number eight, actually. Uh, use small sided game go-tos. And you know, one yes. of mine is Kamikaze, which yes. is a four on four game. And we have a bunch of iterations. So the players, it's an active drill. They know it. It doesn't take any time to set up. We can do it even, even if we do it five minutes every practice. Right. Uh, and we can change the rules all the time. In this. Uh, That's cool. 
Uh, and then we do threes, cross court pepper is another one our players like, and we'd have a challenge. Uh, we have a bunch of rules for that one we use too. So That's so fun. Uh, next, number nine, keep balls in play. So miss serves out of ball yes. all the time. And I think that slows the tempo down, especially if you have teams that aren't that experienced. Uh, and hey, they serve in the net and then the other team serves in the net. And now the, you know, the second hand's going around and nobody's such a volleyball except two servers who served out. Right. Throw a ball in. Okay. I like that, yeah. Uh, and then the idea of wash, you know, the, I, you know, I see teams that even, you know, this is one of my pet peeves at Coast when teams scrimmage. They never, I mean, they have six people on the sideline on each side and they never do wash drills. They all do just serve, and but throw a ball into each side so there's more contacts and people are playing more. Then you can sub more and kids get tired faster. Yep. But when you have all this dead time between serves, then if you have kids on the sideline, you're not getting enough play. Absolutely. So add a wash drill. And by wash, we mean make it a three ball drill where uh, you have a serve and then you have a one type of ball to the other side. It might be to the setter, so they ha they're out of system. Uh, and then one to the other side. And then if you get two of those three, you earn one point. If you get all three, you earn two points. And we're super simple, but keep balls in play. We I want like balls that. in the air. Kids what? get a chance to play. Yeah, and I know you're big on the one where if they hit in the net, they can still cover it. Oh, we cover balls out of the net. Right. We play balls off the wall. We all play balls off the ceiling. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, so no, we're into playing balls out. Uh, and lastly, and this one we've talked about too, play a bunch of short games with a variety of constraints. So we, of course, we're playing games. We want to keep score. Uh, so let's say instead of playing a game to 15, let's play three out of five at 10, 10. Okay. And if you win, uh, if you win the game, then your opponent, the loser is going to add a point. So yeah. if we play a 10, 10 game and you win, let's say you win, let's say 15, 11, then the next game we start, I start, I add a point to mine. So now we're playing to 15 again, but I'm up 11, 10. I like if that. you win again, I'm up 12, 10. Yes. And then we're playing three out of five. So now you got to beat me three out of five at 12, 10, if you win the first two. So we're always trying to keep games close yes. and I'm making up rules as we go along to keep games close. Cause we want to put kids in that it keeps the tempo up. If a team is up, you know, 15 to four and they're playing to 25, it's hard to keep the tempo going in practice yeah, for a long time too. Right. Yeah, for sure. So that's it. I love it. That's such a cool list. That's a great one. All right. All right. You got anything to add? Well, I, I think you got to practice getting it to be a routine. If you want to go fast, you know, meaning like we need a, we have a couple go-tos, right. And we're going to run these and we're going to run them till we really get them and we can just go, you know, no talking. You know what I mean? So some of these go-to drills, you don't need a lot of feedback if, or. Right. You don't need to explain the drill. They know how to do they it. They go. Exactly. And that takes a little practice with the younger ones, but I think it's totally worth it. Yeah. That was another one that kind of came up and I, I didn't really get into that is the idea of explaining a drill in a huddle and then they break out and then you explain it again on the court. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes. And so can you just go, Hey, uh we're gonna do serve pass you three over there you three over there you guys over here here's what we're doing but that's it's tough at a place like coast but it's so dang loud oh absolutely but yeah. once again you start explaining a drill you still have to explain it when they're on the court right no absolutely So you gotta explain it once on the court i think that's a really good point for sure 
So. Right on. Well, cool. All right. Scenario. We're All moving right. to you. What do you got? All right. I'm on the scenario. And this is a sort of a change of pace for what I typically do in here, what we both typically do, and kind of tell the, the listeners what to do. This is more kind of a discussion um, that I think needs to be had and um, has become more aware as a parent who has a, a one and a half year old in daycare. Um, just the increasing cost of everything, but in this case, club volleyball. Club volleyball is going up, and there's a number of reasons why, um, but we're not going to talk so much about the reasons why, but um, the reality is it's it's going up, and um, these are actual huge money makers for people that run events and stuff like that. And is that what we should have in youth sports is, is kind of the question I'm going to run through some stuff and some opinions, I guess. And I'd love to hear what anyone has to say about it. But um, there are some things that I think most of the families would agree on. And so let's get into it. So um, there is this pressure from the club towards the families in order for kids to play club in some places, right? And the reason is they want to field teams, they want to fill out teams, or they want to have the best kids in their club. But it's important for us as coaches to realize that each decision really is a unique decision, and they should be handled delicately. And by delicately, I just mean that they have a lot to weigh out in making their decision. Now, to talk a little bit of numbers, just to so so we kind of have an idea at Coast, it's between seven thousand bucks and eight thousand bucks, maybe more. And then the the uh, travel on top of that is is quite a bit, depending on how much you do. So, if you play like four years, you're talking you know twenty eight thirty thousand dollars. That's a pretty good chunk of change. And oh, it's way more than it, that. Because you start say, putting travel yeah. in, and it it. Uh, and if you're taking your family, right, right, and, and you're going out for meals, and um, it adds up. I mean, oh, I absolutely. think who was even in several years ago. I think one of the 14s uh, uh, parents was a you know uh, uh, accountant, okay, and penny pincher, <laughs> and he said, "Hey, I spent like fourteen thousand six hundred seventy four dollars and thirty cents this right. year because my <laughs> right. kid played club volleyball. Right. And I mean, they kept track of every penny, yeah. right? Well, and it's crazy because private lessons, right. everything. Oh, yeah. You know, it's it's and it's it's not a sport that necessitates those high fees, except for the fact that you have to be inside a facility. But there's, I kind of want to touch on that too. So the other things the club will sell to you is this idea of being elite. I think that they they want the the athletes to believe that they could be elite volleyball players and that everyone can. Now, I am under the belief that if you want to, you can. But I don't know if everyone, A, wants to, or B, should want to. And by that, I mean, if it's going to be such a, such a stretch for you to go college where you might be able to enjoy your experience a little bit more or if you do it a little differently – I think that that matters too, but, but let's talk about this real quick. So despite these things that I just said, the travel and other expenses have made the price climb. Like teams are doing three qualifiers, four qualifiers. The fact that we're traveling out of state that much, it's crazy. Um, so it's, it's more expensive than it ever was. I mean, when the biggest tournament was the festival back in the day, it was in, you know, Reno or Davis or whatever. 
now we're traveling. Last year we went to Orlando, right, for for uh, AAUs, and it just adds up. The question I have is, is it worth it? And there are so many factors, um, but here are some factors to consider. Okay, a it is spread over a long period of time, meaning you spent fourteen thousand bucks, but it is probably over the entire year. It's gotten to be an, a whole year kind of thing, right? So it does. Maybe you spent a lot, but it wasn't all one big chunk. So that's one thing to think of. The other thing is, are you really trying to play in college? If you are trying to play in college, then some things like exposure, being on elite team, stuff like this do matter to a degree. But if you're not trying to play in college, there are other routes you can go that don't nearly cost as much. That will be a lot of fun. And the volleyball level will be good enough to where you're going to really enjoy it. Well, I, yeah, I just think there's a lack of those. What are when you talk about what are those things? Playing beach? Playing beach is one, but I'd also say just the regional route. Like you don't need to go right, national. but if you but right, but yeah. let's say you're it, it, it's hard to, you know, if you're talented enough to be on one of those teams though, uh, playing a on a team that isn't as talented, it's regional. Right. You don't have a choice really to play with people of your talent level. If you're talented, let's say you don't want to play in college or something, right. uh, you have to play kind of down a level and that, 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 you know, I don't know. It, and it still costs, it's still expensive, right. Right. maybe more expensive. Well, not, not so much travel, but I know what you mean. And, and I think the point is very true. Like you don't have a lot of great options, right? It's and I still think that's the most what, consistent, yeah, yeah. it's a consistently performing option. Meaning if you do it and you are good, that's the best way to be seen. Right. So right. let's say you are really, really good, but you don't do it. Right. And you, you, you're balling in high school. Right. And you, you got a bunch of kills or whatever. And you just won't, there won't be the trust that you're good enough if you don't go through the club system a lot of times. Yeah, it's tough. And now, so no, I, no. I want to throw one more thing yeah. out to you. And that is, you know, when we talk to parents about this and, you know, I have some buddies of mine that have kids who are just jumping into the, the club scene and, the, you know, they're going up to tournaments and the parking and the entrance yes. and all that. They're free, freaking out. Uh, but, you know, you look at the fact and my buddy's all my daughter loves it she's part of this team yep our sport is this sport where hey you make a mistake and people come together yeah and <laughs> that's true uh you're around good kids yeah. and good families and what's the price on that that's you know getting true. away from the whole college thing yeah. you know no absolutely hey, what price you're paying for that and they could be out doing a million different things absolutely. but they're in a gym with a group playing a sport being a part of a team, learning life lessons. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I look at it one and go, oh, this is so overpriced on that. I'm like, hey, given where we are with kids these days and people are paying, uh, you know, exorbitant costs and mental health costs, is this yep. good for kids to be in this situation and it's good for their health versus probably worth every playing, penny playing on their iPad or something? Yeah. No, I, I don't disagree. And I wouldn't say it's, it's, I wouldn't straight up tell someone it's too expensive. What I would say is it depends, right? right? And um, if you have expendable income, like but a lot of the families that we coach at Coast, that it's not, it's a drop in the bucket for them. But I do think we're lacking a certain clientele because of the price yep. of the thing, which is unfortunate. Yeah, that's unfortunate. You know, um, I would also ask, how old are you? 
I think we have a nine ones at coast, you know, do they need to be going to Orlando for AAUs? Not, I don't know if they are. I'm just, just saying, can, can we get good enough games regionally to where it makes sense to stay close? Right. Um, the price is relative. Obviously, if you make a lot of money, it, it, it's not a lot, but if you don't make a lot of money, it is, it is a lot. And so, and I don't make a lot of money. So how am I, is my kid going to play? She's going to have to get <laughs> super good. And I don't know, go to college early or something. Um, the level of play. Okay. Think about the level of play. Cause I think some people think, well, I need to be on this elite team because I need to go to college. Uh, and I don't think you need to be on the ones to go to college. I've said this a couple times on the pod. I mean, you need to be good to go to college. You know, if you're on the ones or the twos, every coach we talk to on here says, we'll find you, you know, if you're good, if you can send us some video, we'll find you. And I think people are chasing this, this, this level of play that they think is going to make them look like some star because they're making plays against really talented teams. And I think a lot of times that could be a mistake because you're not even looking like a star against the regional teams. You know <laughs> what I mean? So evaluate yourself realistically and say, Hey, is making this leap, uh, make sense. You know, um, there's this funny TikTok about it where it's like, <laughs> the volleyball is just horrible and it's and it's like just ticking off how much they paid for it and it's uh, like and the volleyball is just so bad they're clearly very young obviously but it's like i just think those things need to be evaluated okay yeah they have that that meme that has the uh you know the dad with a bucket at the stoplight you know begging for money <laughs> my kid plays club volleyball yeah, you know exactly yes and uh well so there's some red flags so i would say Red flag that it's not worth it. Okay. Red flag that's not worth it. You're young and you want to chase it all around the country. I'd say there's going to be time for that. Okay. Um, two, does the high price increase your stress surrounding the experience? Because I've seen it where it's like, I'm paying good money for this. We better, you know, da da da. And it's like, oh man, that's a tough one for me because we're especially all for a kid, especially right? for a kid. Yeah. We're all trying our best here and it's, it's all about the experience. So yes. Um, and like you mentioned, is there another way? I don't know if there is, there are other ways, but they're not great. Right. And that's the, that's the problem we have. Right. And I do think there's that there's something to be said about that. Um, well, what do we do about it? I do think we should email the regional directors about a few things. Um, first of all, I think there should be more friendlies, more friendly tournaments. Everything's got to be this elite tournament right now. And it's like, get some people in, get them playing volleyball, let them experience playing some of the better teams, tryout fees, trial fees have gotten a little bit crazy. Okay. Can you, can those be reasonable at, at best? Right. Um, don't charge at the door. I can't stand the charging at the door because who's coming to watch it. It's the parents. No one, no one else is there. So I know they're trying to make money, you know, I get it. And I know everyone's trying to kind of get a piece of the pot, but we know it's a pretty big pot. Like you don't need to grab at every little thing, right? We, I mean, all this evidence says that volleyball, juniors volleyball grew by almost 40% financially during COVID. It's crazy. So I guess what I'm saying is there's money there that they're, the, the, they're not going back. Yeah, I, I don't so. think we're going backwards there. I think people I, I get comfortable, you know, stuff in their pockets and they're not going back. I agree, but I'm just an idealist. I'm no, no, I, no, I, I mean, I agree with you. It's, uh, it's crazy. I mean, 
I mean, you go to a professional volleyball match and it costs 10 bucks and then you go to try to watch 10 year olds play (laughs) and you got to pay 20 bucks. Right. USD, (laughs) USD is, it costs less than the uh, nine ones at Coves. So yeah. So no. um, Oh, the food trap is ridiculous too. The one at JO's where it's like a water's 10 bucks and you're like, I just played four matches straight. Can I get a water? (laughs) You know, 10 bucks, you know, whatever. Um, And then campsites have gone away. I don't know if you've noticed this, but like, you know, in the, in between matches, no one can camp anymore. And that was, that was fun. And you could bring your own food and stuff like that. Um, and then I guess, I guess all these little expenses just kind of add up. And I just wanted people to be aware of it with all that said, is there this game, so to speak, that the athletes have to play with club that we got to, that, that the best athletes have to play. I would say, yes, they probably, yeah. they pretty much have to play. So that's my take on it. We can probably talk more about it, but that's, that's it for now. So you are on to the videos. Yep. Uh, we talked about tempo and practice and I'm going to give you uh, three quick ones. Uh, we're going to start with Terry Liskevich, uh, and he has a 10 segments okay. practice plan where he has, he's saying, Hey, these 10 segments in your practice, meaning you got to do 10 different things. What are those things going to be? Keeps those segments short. Okay. Uh, next one is uh, Practice and Season Planning by Dave Rubio. And yeah. we know Dave. He's uh, been a guest on the show. And then the last one is a Russ Rose, Essentials of Practice. Nice. So it gets into all of the uh, the practice planning and trying to keep those that tempo fast. They got a bunch of great tips in there. Those will be uh, on the show notes as well. Perfect. How about resource? What do you got? So the resource is a pretty cool one. It's a list of amazing books that was curated by the volleyball coaching wizards. You know, that that group. It's really cool. So they have books like inside out of passing by Toshi Yoshida and the gifts of imperfection by Brene Brown. They got all sorts of different cool books, but it's curated by a list of amazing volleyball thinkers. So I definitely think it's worth checking out. What a, a fun reading. Episode. Yeah, what a fun episode. Well done, my friend. Absolutely. So please feel free to check us out on our socials at aoc.thevolleypod on Instagram and the volleypod on Twitter. Thanks a lot, Todd. Well done, Davis. Bye-bye. Thanks.